Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. Hey, what's up, Cool Breeze? This is me, I see robots, and we're back with another super informative episode of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, the one where we take a look at all the coolest characters Marvel Comics has to offer this week. This week, we're going to dig into the psychiatrist of the Hulks, a guy who goes by the name of Doc Samson. Before we get there, though, let's light that incense. Let's bang that gong. Let's get it on. My first exposure to Doc Samson, the superhero psychiatrist, was in when when I was a young sprat, when I was a young kid. I used to live way back in Illinois. When I when I refer to Illinois, these are the early days of my life. I live in California now. We've been here for like forever. But in the early days, we were in Illinois. When you hear that reference, know that those scenes are in black and white. So at any rate, back in Illinois, I had these I had these Marvel Digests, these small like Reader's Digest sized books, and I think. I think I had three. I think I had three total. I had one about Spider-Man, and then I had one about the Fantastic Four, and then I had one about the Hulk. And and these guides reprinted uh, like you know classic issues from the past. They weren't they weren't all in order or anything, but they did they did do ones that they felt like were important or whatever. And inside of the Hulk one, there was a story about the Hulk talking to a psychiatrist, a guy with green long hair, a red shirt with a lightning bolt on it, and he was, he was like psychoanalyzing the Hulk and trying to get our guy to, uh, stop being so vicious, stop being so vicious, stop being so Hulk-like as it, as it were, and this, this story had always been interesting to me, because I, I, I imagine that, like, these superhero guys, of course, you know, they have problems, life is hard, and they're dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of, a lot of things like that, and I always wondered, who do these guys talk to? Who do they, who, what do they do? And I, I imagined in my mind that, like, Doc Samson had, like, this thriving practice where guys would go and they would talk about things and maybe, maybe sometimes they would work things out, maybe sometimes they didn't, but he would, he would give it his best. And I, I never really saw Doc Samson all that much in comics. He would, he would kind of pop up every, every once and again. I, I thought he was a cool character with a lot of potential, but he just, he didn't pop up that much. And then when I was, when I was reading the uh, post-Civil War Thunderbolts, which I talked about a little bit in the American Eagle uh, episode. That was that was a really great storyline for me. The Civil War with the the uh, guys who wanted superhero registry against the guys who wanted superhero liberty. That was that was a really cool storyline for me. It, it led to a lot of cool things that I, I really did enjoy. It. One of the one of the things that that led from this was uh, the Thunderbolts, which is which is on track to be a Marvel movie. Might be a Marvel movie by the time you hear this. I know not, but I do know that they're. There is one in the works, and, and what this is like, there's like a team of supervillains who've, who've taken over the role of the Avengers, or, or some some such thing like that. In this, in this iteration of the Thunderbolts I'm talking about now, Norman Osborn had taken over the role of, like, all Marvel security from uh, Nick Fury, from Tony Stark, from Maria Hill, from any any number of people, and he, he had this team called uh, the Thunderbolts, and they... They would go out there and capture superheroes, superheroes who were unregistered. We talked about this in the American Eagle episode. Go see that one. If this was, 
If this was an old school Marvel comic, they'd have like that little notation on the bottom that says "See American Eagle episode" two episodes ago. But that's that's not on this one. I don't have I don't have a way to do that. I wish I did have a way to have little notes pop up while you were while you were uh, reading these. But but anywho, he had he had this team, and and one of the members of the team was uh, Speedball, the former Speedball, now known as Penance. We're going to talk about this a bit in the later. And he came in to work with Penance, and that was. That was like the first time I'd seen a uh, good old Doc Samson in a while, and I, I was happy to. I was happy to see him. But uh, let's let's uh, get past this little intro segment, and we're going to talk about about some of the, you know the the physical characteristics of our guy, high weight things of that sort. Personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. Our guy, Doc Sampson, his government name has been legally changed from Leonard Skavorsky to Dr. Leonard Sampson. His current alias is Doc Sasquatch. That's that's crazy. In the past, he's gone by Doc Sampson, but he has uh, he has some nicknames. Brother Leonard, Greenhair, Lynn, Lenny, and then at one point he just went by Sampson. His affiliation is a team known as Gamma Flight. His relatives, Leonard and Mrs. Skavorsky, and he has a son named Ricky, who is sadly deceased. His marital status is that of single. His gender, male. Height is of six foot six, weight 380. Our guy is a beast. His eyes are green. Originally, they were brown. His hair, also green. Originally, also brown. Unusual features. Long hair and wide shoulders. Me too, buddy. Uh, let's see. His origin is that of a human mutated by gamma ray exposure. And his living status, he is alive in the Earth 616. His place of birth, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to our homies from Oklahoma, Earl Green and such. Identity, secret. Citizenship, American. Occupation, psychologist, psychiatrist, adventurer, fugitive, and consultant at Gamma Base. He's also a teacher. Education level. PhD in psychology, and he has an MD as well. His base of operation is mobile. He was created by Roy Thomas and Herb Trampy. He first appeared in Incredible Hulk number 141, July 1971. That's all good stuff right there. Let's let's find out a little about him, like his backstory, his origin, things things of that sort. Character bio. Like how did they get their powers and stuff like that. Leonard Skyversky Jr. was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was of Jewish descent and regularly attended yeshiva. He was the son of Dr. Leonard Skyversky, senior a successful psychiatrist in his own right. Leonard at first wanted nothing to do with psychology, but in college like his father he gained a PhD in psychology. There isn't really a lot to unpack there. Very, very typical, like, growing up stuff. He he was raised in his parents' religion, the family faith, and then he, he must have had some kind of, you know, some kind of issues with his father and his, his uh, psychology and stuff. Maybe, maybe it kept him away from the house. Maybe, maybe he got so deeply involved with his patients that he didn't have a lot of time to care about a uh, young Lenny Sampson. But then, then as these things often do turn out, he winds up joining the family, the family uh, business psychiatry as it, as it were. It's like he's raised, he's raised around this all the time. It's all he knows. It's all, all, all he's ever seen in his life is a grown man being a psychiatrist. So when it comes, when it comes time, I imagine there's like some kind of internal pushing, you know, pushing him toward that direction. And maybe even... Maybe even some external pushing. Maybe his father's like, you know, I did really well in psychology. Like, I, I paid for this house you live in. 
I pay to send you to school, so maybe you should stop stop poo-pooing on the uh, family business and, and just just consider it and consider it consider it. He did, and and this all worked out well for him because it it led to some some future events we're gonna see some some exciting life changes as as that the, that that goes with the with the gamma rays and stuff. But uh, let's let's move into the next chunk where where things really start to heat up. He came to General Thunderbolt Ross with a plan to cure Ross's daughter Betty, who had been transformed into a crystalline form through a blood transfusion with Sandman. Samson had technicians devise a cathexis ray projector that would drain off gamma particle energy and psionic energy from Bruce Banner as he transformed into the monstrous Hulk. Samson theorized that as a result of this process, Banner would be cured of the physiological instability that continually transformed him into the Hulk. Hoping to save Betty and to be cured himself, Banner willingly participated in the experiment. The Cathexis Ray succeeded in turning Betty Ross back to normal, employing Banner's psionic energy. However, most of the psionic energy drained from Banner, as well as a considerable amount of his excess gamma radiation, remained within the Cathexis Ray projector. Motivated by scientific curiosity, and probably by a subconscious desire to gain superhuman powers for himself, Samson irradiated himself with the energies remaining within the projector. The result was that the slim, brown-haired psychiatrist was transformed into a massively muscled, green-haired superhuman with gamma-boosted strength. Banner himself seemed permanently cured, but he broke emotionally under the strain of seeing Betty, the woman he loved, being romanced by Samson. Banner then exposed himself to gamma radiation, thereby undoing the cure. Samson then fought the Hulk, being defeated in his first real superhero combat. But Betty sympathized with the weaker Samson much to the Hulk's chagrin. All that stuff right there, that's basically like Doc Samson's uh, superhero career in, in a nutshell. He's done... He's done some stuff in the current Marvel that I'm not too familiar with, but but, but back in the day, as far as the uh, Marvel handbook, uh, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe days, this right here, this is the main crux of the story. He went, he went to General Thunderbolt Ross, and he said, hey man, I think that I can cure your daughter. His daughter got zapped and got turned into crystal, right? She got turned into a crystal shard, and he's like, I think, I think I can cure her, blah, 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 blah. It ends up with him removing all the gamma radiation from Dr. Banner who is now cured, but but during this, he himself gets blasted with the gamma radiation. And this this is where I think the real the real jealousy comes from. He didn't get turned into like a Hulk-like beast. He didn't become he didn't become some malformed monster with rage issues. He just became a big buffed guy with green hair and shiny green eyes, like really cool green hair and these really brilliant green eyes. He became a very, very uh, masculine male model type. And this, this had to eat at Banner. This had to just like eat him down to his soul. He's like, why me? Why me? Why do I get turned into this freak? Why am I turned into this monster that everybody hates? And this guy, this jerk, he becomes what I would like to be. And to top it all off, Betty likes him. My gal Betty is paying attention to this dreamboat. So what does he do? What does Banner do? He exposes himself again 
to gamma radiation and it becomes the Hulk. Now this, this to me, this is a key part of like all Hulk mythology. Now, when he first got turned into the Hulk, this is, this is a terrible thing. He gets turned into a monster, an uncontrollable monster. This beast goes out at night. First, he turns into the Hulk only at night. This beast goes out at night and he destroys things. He smashes things. People die. There has to be so many deaths involved with the Hulk. In the Marvel Universe, there's a, there's a charity called the Green Cross, much like, much like our Red Cross. They go to places where Hulk has done damage and they help people. There has to be like countless money lost, countless lives lost to this beast, the Hulk. But you can't blame Dr. Bruce Banner. He didn't want any of this. All he was doing was trying to save this sap Rick Jones who went out into the, uh, into the blast zone. All he was trying to do was save this poor nitwit, and he got turned into a monster. He didn't want to be this. If he could do anything to not be this, he wouldn't do it. It is a tragic story all around. But at this point, the point in which he exposes himself again to the radiation, it's now by choice. And anything he does, anything he's done since that point... It's on him. It's on him. I think if they got the chance to drop a nuclear bomb on the Hulk, it might be worthwhile, man. If they got a chance to snipe him from, like, I don't know, 10 miles away, it would be worth it. Because now, it's all this guy's fault. This guy is one of the worst people in the history of Marvel Comics. Forget Bruce Banner. No more props to this guy. And then, then to top it all off, he turns into the Hulk again. He turns into the Hulk. He's jealous. He sees, he sees Doc Samson talking to his girlfriend. Maybe it's just innocent talk. They're... They're both scientists. Maybe it's just like science talk. And then what does he do? He turns into the Hulk and he jumps Doc Samson and beats him up. But it doesn't work out like he hopes. Betty's not into it, dude. Betty doesn't like... Betty doesn't like guys who go out there and beat up other guys for no reason. So things work out like they should with the sad trombone music. I've always liked the Hulk. I, I think that I think that the fact that it was like this tragic story makes it very, very interesting. But this this Doc Samson story undoes all that. Now all we know, this guy Bruce Banner, he's evil. This is the crux of the whole thing. This is really one of the big issues in the whole Civil War. Like, I don't know, man. I think that uh, any sympathy for Bruce Banner is wasted sympathy. We shouldn't we shouldn't be behind this guy at all. Our guy Doc Samson, maybe he's the real hero. Maybe he's the real Hulk. I I get it though, dude. I get how how upset you would be, but like at the same time, dude, you turned yourself into a rampant killing machine. Forget you, Bruce Banner. F U B B. Let's uh let's move forward and learn a little bit more. Samson later lost his superhuman physique and power when he took a blast of concentrated gamma radiation intended for the Hulk. However, months later Samson regained his gamma-mutated form and superhuman strength when he was bombarded by intensive radiation from an exploding gammatron, an experimental gamma-ray generator. He has remained in this form ever since. Doc Samson, as he has been nicknamed, has long sought to capture and permanently cure Hulk. Samson worked as a teacher at the Evanston campus of the Northwestern University during the recent time that the Hulk was traveling through different dimensions, unable to return to Earth. However, Samson often neglected his academic duties and returned to his pursuit of the Hulk once the monster reappeared on Earth. The Hulk is an obsession for so many people. It's an obsession for general 
Thunderbolt Ross, all he thinks about is saving people from the evil Hulk out there rampaging. Now you got Doc Samson. He's obsessed as well. Guy has a good job teaching. It's it's interesting. A lot of times people go to college for all these years and then the only got job they can get is like going back to the college and teaching. It's like it's like college is some kind of multi-level marketing scheme, but any anywho, he he goes back to the school he graduated from and he's teaching, but he can't even he can't even focus on that because when he when he gets a text that the Hulk is somewhere, he has to he has to go there and beat up the Hulk. But this is probably a more worthwhile use of his time. There's a lot of people out there who can be psychiatry professors. There's not a lot of guys out there who can go toe-to-toe with the Hulk. Let's let's make a quick list. You got the thing, you got the abomination, you got guys like Thanos, you got, you know, your Doc Samson, you got like you got like your Wolverine. I would say that to some degree, like an iron fist can go can go toe-to-toe. Of course, you got like, you know, your your super cosmic level guys, your your Silver Surfers, your Galactus could probably probably take on the Hulk toe-to-toe, the Sentry, but there's not a lot, honestly. There's not a lot of guys who can go out there and fight with the Hulk. The Hulk has the Hulk has just limitless power, so it's it's a good thing that he he's willing to put himself on the line out there and go get uh, disfigured by by the Hulk because Doc Samson's strong. Like, don't get me wrong, he's strong. There's like strong, but then there's like there's Hulk strong, and only. Only Hulk is like Hulk strong, so even even though you're tough, even though you're Doc Samson tough, you're still risking having your uh, nose put onto the side of your face by by a Hulk right hand. But I gotta I gotta give it up to him. It's very courageous. But earlier earlier in that bit, we heard he lost his powers, and then he went out there and he got himself these powers back by being exposed to some kind of gamma bomb. So I wonder. I wonder if, like, once you feel the power, the power of the gamma radiation, the power of the Hulk, like, flowing through your veins, it's like, it's like an addiction of sort. Once you go back to being, like, a normal, normal little psychiatrist type, you gotta, you gotta feel that juice again. Imagine having, like, all your strength drained and now you're normal. And when you're, when you're Doc Samson strong and you go back down to normal, it's like... That's a big drop, bro. That's a big drop. You're not going from like, oh, I can bench 200 pounds to, oh, I can bench 175 pounds. You're going from like, oh, I can lift 10 tons to now I can lift uh, 140 pounds, you know? So it's, it's tough. You're probably just like, you also you probably feel just like more virile and more just everything. You got like, you got that gamma testosterone flowing through your veins. You probably feel like Randy Macho Man Savage at all times, but he, he had to get it back. That's, that's something, though. So once again, Doc Samson, if you go out there on some kind of a rampage, which I, which I don't, I don't think you're the type to do, it's on you. the The story that I like the most about Doc Samson is that Thunderbolt story that I alluded to earlier in the in the Civil War. The thing that starts off the Civil War is there is like the New Warriors. Um, they 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 foobar this this operation they're on, and a bunch of people get killed. I don't want to get, like, too deep into it, but a bunch of people get killed, and this one member of the team, Speedball, he feels, he feels like he is to blame, and he, he gets this, he gets this psychosis where he can only use his powers when he's in pain, so he, he renames himself Penis, and he wears, like, this, this Iron Maiden that, that jabs at his skin all the time so he can, he can use his powers, but Doc Samson, he's like, I've met this kid before. He's a nice kid. I know this kid. I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to him. So he goes to Thunderbolt Mountain. Our guy Penance is now a member of the Thunderbolts. He goes, he goes to Thunderbolt Mountain and he tries to, 
he tries to work it out. He tries to let him know that, hey, man, when when you're a superhero, there are bad things that can happen. It can be that a bunch of people got killed, but that doesn't necessarily mean it is your fault. It's it's something you just have to accept that there will be casualties in this line of work, and you can't you can't beat yourself up about it. All you can do is go forward and try to do good work. All you can do is use your powers to try to save people. It's it's not helping anybody to be inside this mountain punishing yourself with, with wearing an Iron Maiden suit. And he does get, get through to him to a degree, but in the end, Penance feels like, you know, I think I got to stay here and do this. I, I, I agree with a lot of the things you're saying, but I also feel that it is my fault. It is partially my fault. I was part of this. Maybe there were things I could have done different. And I think that, that actually being a member of the Thunderbolts is the best way that I can help, that I can get out there and help people. And Doc Samson's like, bro, I disagree. I disagree 100%, but it's your life. It's your decision. It's your choice. But if you if you ever want to talk, give me a call. But during this during this whole thing, like, there's uh, an attack on Thunderbolt Mountain, and Doc Samson gets into a fight with the uh, Green Goblin. He punches him out. He punches out He punches out a few people during the course of this this therapy session. So he gets to he gets to get some of that out. But I was really I was really happy. Like I'm reading Thunderbolts, which I was really enjoying. I think it's Warren Ellis who was writing it at the time, but I'm really I'm really enjoying this book. And then all of a sudden my guy Doc Samson pops up and he's wearing wearing a very nice suit, very nice tailored suit. I would imagine it has to be tailored when you're when you're Hulk size. He has like a a snazzy like short haircut and he looks he just looks pretty cool and it's nice to see him and it made me happy. I thought it was a good story. But um let's Let's move forward a little bit. Let's let's like do a do a quick examination of the uh, the power levels of Doc Samson. Powers and abilities, like what can they do and such. This uh this is coming directly from the guide, so you know this is this is good dirt. Strength level. Doc Samson can lift press approximately 70 tons under optimal conditions. That's that's a lot, bro. That's like that's a ton. That's like 70 tons. In my mind, he could lift 10, but in fact, he can lift he can lift seven, seven times as strong as I thought. Doc Samson possesses great superhuman strength, endurance, and resistance to energy. That's injury, rather. That's that's the main, you know, that's that's everything. The gamma radiation that transformed Doc Samson fortified his cellular structure, adding roughly 200 pounds of enhanced muscle bone and connective tissue it also turned his hair green which is which is kind of fun while not exposed to as great a dosage of gamma radiation as bruce banner or the abomination samson nevertheless gained superhuman strength from the transformation so that's that's really what it's all about the amount of radiation you get exposed to our guy the hulk he got a bomb dropped you know bomb like dropped right on his head and he turned into the hulk the biggest monster of all time. Our guy Samson, he just got like a little bit of a zip zap. And that zip zap turned him into, you know, a hunky male model type, six foot six, with broad shoulders and long hair. It's all, it's all relative. Let's, uh, let's take a look. Samson's legs possess sufficient strength to enable him to leap 580 feet straight up into the air. His gamma ray enhanced body is resistant to any sort of penetrative wounds, and he can land and survive a fall at terminal velocity as long as he lands on his feet is what it says. I imagine I imagine this is like a lot to do with like that superhero landing gimmick where they kind of land, bend their legs a little bit, touch their fist to the ground, next thing you know they're they're all safe and fine. I think as long as he lands, knees bent, fist down, he's fine. That's like that's you know a little uh a little cheat code for being a superhero. Let's hop on over to Marvel Fandom Wiki. This is this is one of my favorite sites of all the sites, MarvelFandom.com. There was so much info here, and it's all right at your fingers. Shout out, 
Shout out to these guys. Let's take a look at their power grid. His intelligence is leveled of a three. That that puts him in the in, in the same categories like a Matt Murdock, like a lawyer, a Jennifer Walters, a lawyer, you know, Carol Danvers, who's like a fighter pilot, you know, they they gotta be good at the facts and figures. His strength, it's a seven. That's as high as the grid goes. That puts him up there with your Bruce Banners and your your Jennifer Walter types. And then his speed. Three, this is a pretty good level. This puts him up there with super fast characters like uh, Morbius. And then his durability, it's a six out of seven. Again, he's up there with your Jane Fosters, your Jennifer Walters, your Thors, your the Sentries, your Thanoses. This is, this is some pretty serious stuff. He has an energy projection of only one. It's not really his bag. His fighting skills are a four. That... That puts him with, like, your Peter Parkers, your Victor Von Dooms, your Thors, guys like that. The level of an experienced fighter. He's He's been out there scrapping ever since he got these Hulk powers. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. Since since he became the Macho Man Randy Savage level uh, testosterone pack Doc Samson, he's out there fist fighting Hulks all the time. Let's, uh... Let's close this bit of the show up. You basically knew this already. He has Hulk powers. The dude's a Hulk. He has, he has the strength and he has the durability and all that stuff. He can jump. Let's let's take a look at uh, his comic first appearances and see if there's see if there's any cool merch or anything like that. I'm sure I'm sure there's some. I've I've seen some. I, I yeah. Go. Other stuff like what was their first appearance? Is it valuable? Any cool toys or anything like that? You've got mail. Alright guys, we have jacked onto the internet. We've gone onto the online. I got a cord running from my modem directly into my head. We are presently on the world's greatest uh, online marketplace, a place known as eBay. The, the first appearance of Doc Samson is Incredible Hulk 141. I think this was... I think this was 1971 and right now there is a cgc graded 9.8 somebody wants six thousand dollars i i've been in the hunt for this book for a while your guy's a bargain hunter but i've i placed a few bids in different auctions i want an ungraded one because i want i want to check it out i want to look at it and i i'm willing to go as far as like 50 bucks and i think that i can get one if i if i look around long enough i lost a little auction the other day and that went for that one went for like 75 i just got a bid at the last second but a lot of these a lot of these sell around the 99 around 120 these are some of the sold 85 89 76 you can you can pick one up. If you're not like super cautious about the the quality of the book, you can get like you can get one for very good at like like 75 bucks if you if you look around and I'm kind of I'm kind of in that neighborhood, but I, I I'm willing to go a little higher if it's a little better, but I don't I don't want to spend more. You guys you guys are a bargain hunter. I really I really just want to get like a good deal. You know, I want to feel happy with what I what I got. So I, I bid a lot and I kind of I just kind of wait and see how they play out. Sometimes you win, Sometimes you lose. He's been an action figure. It looks like multiple times over back in 2010. This is the uh, Marvel Universe. These are the three and three quarter inch. They're kind of they're kind of like mini Marvel Legends. He was he was part of that. He's action figure number two in the 2000 set. You could pick that one up for like 15 bucks on the card if you if you look around. He was part of the uh, Incredible Hulk Smash and Crash. That was that was a neat little set. You can pick that figure up for like 10 bucks. He's been a has he been a Marvel Legend? Yes. He has, in fact, been a Marvel legend, and then he was um, he was in the uh, 2007 Hulk series. There have been a lot of 
a lot of like small little Hulk uh, lines over the years. Here he is, a Bowen statue, a mini bust. You can pick that one up for 40 bucks right now. Our guy has been, he's been like all kinds of stuff over the years. He's not a major character by, by any means, but he is a cool character that people do kind of like a little bit. So he has, he has been in a few lines. There's no, no t-shirts as far as I can tell. Just, just some comics, just some figures, a statue, that kind of stuff. Let's just, um... I could imagine him having a shirt, though, because he does have that red with yellow logo, that lightning bolt logo on his chest. I could see it, but I don't I don't see any on here, so we're not going to worry too deeply about that. But our guy, Doc, if you're, if you're in Doc Samson, you can get you could get more comics than you can shake a stick at. Let's let's just see what the highest price anyone's paid recently for a uh, Doc Samson action figure figure. Where's the little button that says sold? Sold, 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 sold. Oh, let's, let's take a look here. It is the Marvel Legends. He was part of the Build a Fin Fang Foom line. He went for 99 bucks on the card. That's the highest anybody's paid right now. They, they're not, you know, they're not the hottest figures of all the time and all the space. Here you can get a, a Doc Samson knockoff Lego figure. Has he ever been a pop? Has he ever been a Funko pop? Everybody's been a Funko pop, except for our guy, Dr. Samson. It does appear. So, so sad for him. At least just me and Doc Samson is the only guy who have not been popped. So there you have it, my guys. I think that we, I think that we learned a lot about Doc Samson over this last, uh, however long it's been. I think we know more than when we started. And that's, that's really the goal because it's, it's just about learning, man. Life is a life is a learning journey. And as long as you're gaining some knowledge every day, you're doing fine. I I honestly, I, I was thinking about this. I could see Doc Samson popping up in a Marvel movie or even like a, a Marvel TV show. Like maybe like She-Hulk. That show has kind of a lighter tone. I could see maybe at some point she gets pushed a little too far. She goes and she seeks some therapy. It's Doc Samson. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I could also see like, like a Hulk. Um, the... The way Mark Ruffalo is kind of playing the Hulk. Again, it's a little bit lighthearted. I could see him having some kind of uh, therapy, you know, because in, in the movies, they've, they've kind of gone out of the way to show how the Hulk is. He's more he's more stable. He's more intelligent. He's more in control than, than previous incarnations. So maybe, maybe part of that was visiting a psychologist. Maybe Doc Samson exists in the scenes that we haven't seen. Maybe in the, in the background. Maybe if we got a full-on Hulk movie. We haven't had a Hulk movie since Ed Norton was the Hulk. Maybe in that time, if we would have got a Hulk movie, we would have seen the Hulk in therapy. It feels, it feels entirely plausible to me. So it could happen. Maybe you want to consider getting that Doc Samson first appearance. You gotta, you gotta think ahead. If you want to have a cool comic collection, one of the things you got to do is you got to try to think ahead. Because if you wait until the character is in the movie or when they've announced the character on the show, that's one of the major drivers for comic value is being in a movie being on a show, if you wait until that moment, it's already too late. You got to try to, you got to try to think ahead and think what they might do. And I could, I could definitely see that happening. I just dropped something in the garbage. I apologize. So we, uh, we got a Twitter. It is at Marvel Handbook on the tweets. We got a website at icrobots.com, I-S-E-E, robots, all one word, dot com. Also got a Twitter at icrobots. That's me, your guy, icrobots. Got a Got a whole thing going on out there in the world. You can find it. Just Google IC Robots and everything will pop up. Please consider joining the show Patreon. We can we can use all the help we can get. That's at supportthereport.com. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff there. Mixtapes, 
shows, you name it, bro. It's all there waiting for you. So until uh, until we meet again sometime soon down the road, why don't you go ahead and make mine Marvel? This has been IC Robots Radio Production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day car. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.